I'm Jake Miller from the Educational Duct Tape Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect those of others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hey there, Burned In Teachers. Welcome to episode 103 of the Burned In Teacher Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to share with you my 10 biggest mistakes that not only contributed to my burnout, but kept me there for way too long. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Burned In Teacher Podcast. I'm Amber Harper, and the educators on this podcast are brave enough to share their stories of burnout with the world. On BIT, we get real, we get honest, and we take action. Action against the burnout with stories from burned out teachers, advice from experts, and actionable steps you can take today to beat the burnout and become a happier, more fulfilled human being. Let's get started. This episode is sponsored by the Bailey and Wood Burned In Teacher Award. As part of their Hometown Hero program, Bailey and Wood Financial Group wants to offer teachers an opportunity to get burned in at no cost to them. Each month, Jeremy High of Bailey and Wood Financial Group will award one nominee a $100 Visa gift card to treat themselves to a little self-care and a full scholarship to join the next cohort of the Burned In Teacher Mastermind. And hey, if you're burned in already, you can gift your scholarship into the mastermind to a teacher friend who you think could use the support of a community of educators who are dedicated to helping each other to grow through their burnout and continue teaching. To nominate yourself or a teacher friend for the Bailey and Wood Burned In Teacher Award, go to burnedinteacher.com nominate and tell us a little about you and this burned in teacher who could use a little extra something special in appreciation of their service as a teacher. Let's celebrate our hometown heroes together. Burn on. Hey there, Burned In Teachers. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 103 of the Burned In Teacher Podcast. One part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support for teachers dealing with burnout. I'm your host, Amber Harper, and I empower burned out teachers to believe that they deserve and can achieve a happier and more fulfilled career in life with my eight-step burned-in process. And today is no different. I'm going to get down and dirty and pretty vulnerable in sharing with you the 10 biggest mistakes that I have made, not only in my teaching career, but in other areas of my life that not only contributed to my burnout, but really kept me stuck at that rock-bottom place that eventually led to a really emotional and public breakdown in front of my teacher friends. So I'm not going to waste any time. I'm going to jump right in to these mistakes because whether you're burned and over it, burned and unbalanced, burned and bored, or maybe something is just now starting to feel off and maybe that's how you found this podcast, I know that time is of the essence. I am no stranger to how difficult things are right now in the education profession. I mean, things were already hard before COVID, and then COVID came along and was like, hold my beer, watch this, right? So it's times like these that we can use as an opportunity to really reflect on what we are doing to either make the problem better or make the problem worse. And in my case, I can tell you with 100% certainty 
that I made my problems, my challenges, my hardships, different crises that I went through in my teaching profession of 12 years that made my situation worse for me. And even in some cases, worse for the other people involved because I didn't do what I needed to do, which was when I was challenged with burnout, I needed to change one of two things, if not both. And in my career, I have changed eventually both. But one of the things you have to change, and I didn't know this when I was suffering so badly with burnout, but you first have to change yourself. And that can be kind of ouchy, all right? That can be kind of gut check. Like, Amber, what do you mean I have to change myself? You would not believe the shenanigans that I'm dealing with on a daily basis. Listen, I get it. There's no judgment. I'm not pretending that your current reality was like my past reality, okay? This is not a comparison game. And I think that's one thing that we can actually do better is to not compare our stories to other people and start to, you know, compare the difference between how bad your situation is to how bad mine is or was. And what I want to, what kind of inspired this episode today is not only the hardships that I'm seeing people go through and the things that I'm seeing posted online, but in Hacking Teacher Burnout, I wrote, if you're looking for a manual about becoming someone you're not to please people you don't like in a place you hate being, then this isn't the book for you. Hacking Teacher Burnout and this podcast, all right, isn't about faking life as you smile through your misery. It's about perspective, mindset, vision, and small steps that you can take daily to create a happier, more fulfilled life on your terms. Let me say that louder for the people in the back. To create a happier, more fulfilled life on your terms, no matter what the challenge or crisis. Everyone's steps are different sizes and go in different directions. But I can tell you, okay, I can tell you from the perspective that I have now, and that's what this is all about, is that I want you, I want for you not to make the same mistakes that I have made. And as your coach, I'm going to share with you the mistakes that I made that will maybe call out some things that you could be doing or thinking or believing that could be making things worse for you. And and that's not to say that your situation is extremely hard and difficult. And this could be a personal hardship or a professional hardship. And you may be working in an environment that is really toxic. The culture is just negative and And or you may be working in a building that most of the time things are great. You have a very supportive administrator. But in either of these scenarios, if you're committing some of these mistakes that I have made in the past, this is to help you to process these things in a different way. So if you need to leave a toxic culture or if you're trying to figure out what's going on in your life that's keeping you in burnout, that you know at least where to start. So here's my first mistake. When I was really challenged, I looked at my immediate circumstances as my sentence and my forever. And I decided to adopt the victim mentality, which meant that everything was happening to me instead of just happening. And I did not look at this as an opportunity to rise above it 
or to seek solutions or to focus on what I wanted for myself. And we're going to come back to this because there's a reason that I didn't focus on what I wanted for myself, okay? The second mistake I made is I told myself lies over and over again or I told myself stories over and over again about my abilities, my feelings, my career, and my administrators. And those lies were all I talked about. You know, you probably heard me say the quote before, your beliefs become your thoughts, your thoughts become your words, your words become your actions, your actions become your habits, your habits become your destiny. That was my truth. And and I do live that truth every day. I know that everything begins and ends with my beliefs, but I didn't know that back then. And that second mistake led to my third. When I did nothing but talk and complain and vent, I attracted more people into my inner circle that did more of the same. And when I thought that I was doing something good for myself and I was connecting, I was actually attracting more terror downers in my life. Now, don't get me wrong, especially if you used to teach with me, I love you, okay? I had great friends, especially when I was suffering the most. I was so lucky to, in most of my career, definitely not in my first two years, but most of my career, I was I was surrounded by wonderful human beings who loved me and, and wanted to be my friend, and we had the best time. But I also recognized some moments where we did nothing but drag each other deeper into that bucket of misery because misery does love company. And and that is, I think, what I built some of my relationships around was our our misery that we were feeling. We It was more fun to feel miserable, miserable together and not change anything. And, um, and it also came out in how we tried to solve our problems, which was not productive for anybody. The fourth thing that I did that was a huge mistake that contributed and kept me in burnout was I was only aware of challenges and problems and I tried to control everything. So instead of focusing on solutions and looking for solutions and becoming more solution aware and therefore, which would have pushed me to find people who were also solution aware, I instead just continued to focus on how awful this administrator was or I continued to focus on how terrible our government was handling um, funds and you know how there was never enough resources. I continued to focus on that and I made that my number one priority was to find more problems instead of seeking solutions. The fifth mistake that I made is I didn't know myself. I had zero self-awareness. And I can even track this back to my high school days and middle school days. I look at the challenges and the problems and the hardships that I had in middle and high school and I just shake my head because now as an adult, I have the perspective of this girl who was loud and obnoxious and caused problems for herself because She didn't know how to check herself and she didn't have the guidance that she needed to look at things from other people's perspective and to know when I needed to check my opinions at the door and to have the mental strength to not let the way other people behaved or the way other people thought to not be my behavior and not be my thoughts and my beliefs. And 
although as an adult I have had the opportunity to obviously grow up <laughs> and and learn more about other people's perspectives and how to work with others I carried those habits that I created as a middle and high schooler into my adult life I carried that into the workplace and I never had anybody have the conversations with me that I needed to have in order to look inwardly and and become more self-aware so that I knew how to appropriately address my challenges or to appropriately advocate for myself and others. The The sixth mistake that I made is I never spent time in silence. I was always go, go, go. And if you know me personally, you know that I am just a go, go, go kind of person. But especially through this work and when I dove into personal development back in 2014, I learned the importance of silence. And I have never, I'm still, I've only really kind of started to explore meditation in the last year, maybe year and a half. But I'm not talking about meditation and, and, you know, becoming, you know, getting a guru and, you know, doing those things. I'm talking about while you're driving in the car giving yourself a chance to have a mindful transition or before your students walk in intentionally giving yourself two minutes of silence to breathe or before you go pick them up from lunch or before you open your computer or heck even after you close your computer for the day allowing your mind space for silence and um, a chance to process and to just breathe that was a huge mistake that that kept me where I was for quite a while. The seventh biggest mistake is I tried to do it all because, of course, I was the only one who could do it right. I was doing it the best and I didn't think anybody else could handle it. And I did that in several different parts of my life whenever I was going through burnout. I carried the burden of everything because I felt like I was the only one who could handle it. I had this grandiosity about me that you know I was the best and I was the only one that could lead this committee or or do this thing that um that needed to be done and that belief only added to problem number five because I wasn't self-aware enough to know that I not only couldn't do it all but that I shouldn't tell myself that I'm the only one that can do something the eighth biggest mistake is I had no idea what the heck I even wanted and, and for a long time, I didn't know what I wanted, especially out of my career. And I was happy to say, you know, and I knew when I, when I entered the classroom in 2007, 2006, that I didn't, I didn't see myself as being a teacher for my entire career in education. I love change too much. And I love to set goals for myself. But when I got into the classroom, I and was ready for a change. I had no idea. I had never spent enough time truly exploring what I wanted from my career in education to even know what next steps to take. I got my master's degree in 2013 simply because they were cutting off in Indiana, they were cutting off the the pay raise that you would get for having a master's degree. And I wanted that pay raise. Like that was my only motivator. I, and I got a, my master's in education, which if you know anything about getting a master's in education, it doesn't offer you a whole lot more opportunity 
um, outside of the classroom. So I I was doing things knee jerk. I, I was always rushing um, and I didn't have a, I certainly didn't have a plan because I didn't even know where I was going. And so that's where I started to kind of go through the motions and that was a huge part of my burnout because I'm very goal oriented but I was telling myself that those lies, you know, if we go back to uh, that m- mistake number two, I told myself that you should be grateful. This is where you are and this is where you need to be happy. The ninth biggest mistake is I never took time to write, reflect, or dream. And, you know, obviously that contributed to problem number eight, that that mistake number eight, because I never, again, and, and actually that goes to mistake number six, I never gave myself the space to reflect on my week and to think about what I wanted in three months or a year or three years from now. Uh, my form of writing was just making an endless to-do list. No matter what there was to do, I would put it on a list and I felt like that was what we did to to write, was just to make to-do lists and to-do lists are great. I mean, I have a to-do list right now on my computer and right next to me sitting here at my desk, but that is so different than writing about what you're grateful for or writing about, you know, making a plan for how I'm going to take small steps toward my goals or planning backward from my ultimate goal that I have for myself and thinking about how I'm going to get there over the next few months and weeks and even days. And finally, the 10th biggest mistake that I made that really did contribute to the other nine is I settled for burnout and misery as my reality. And I literally told myself, this is just the way it is. And I told myself this for several reasons. One of them being that when I asked for help, when I vented, I was met with more venting. I was met with, oh yeah, well listen to this. Or this is the way it's always been. You know, whether that's a specific situation in the school I was working or if it was, you know, talking about education as a whole, I settled for that. I sort of sentenced myself to this as my reality forever. And when I see tweets and Instagram posts and posts on Facebook about how teachers are leaving the entire profession of education, Um, or how they are, you know, I see the reason that people join the Burn and Teacher Facebook community or, you know, why um, why they take the quiz. I just wonder, have they taken the time to do what I never did, which was just simply stop. Just stop. Stop what you're doing. Take some time that you truly need, okay? I mean, I'm even going to encourage you to stop next week, plan for a mental health day. And I mean truly a mental health day. Do not pack it full of appointments and uh, a to-do list of things to clean and get organized. Spend the day as a true mental health day. And I have some questions I want to ask you. And if you can't take an entire mental health day, which I truly believe you can. If you can't, then I want you to do this for me. Look at your calendar and block 30 minutes to an hour every day for the next five days. And I I can see you right now. You're shaking your head. You're saying, I can't. 
You have to. This is a matter of being miserable and quitting or even worse, being miserable and staying. Because if you just skip to switching your environment and changing your environment, you know, the other of the two things that has to change in the in the situation of burnout, if you go to a different school or you go to a different professional together, but you haven't changed these things that put you into burnout in the first place in the face of hardship, you will burn out again. You will get into a state of misery and frustration again. It'll be for maybe a different reason or from a different person because different careers are hard in different ways. And you're always going to be, uh, you're always going to meet people who are challenging or who don't handle things the way that you believe they should be handled or they aren't friendly or they, they just don't jive with your way of doing things. That's going to happen anywhere. So if you don't do this work on yourself first, then you're going to carry these beliefs, these habits, or the lack thereof into your next job, into your next teaching position. And things are not going to get better. So here are some questions I want you to write down. And these, of course, will be in the show notes too. But when you take your mental health day or when you block out the next you know, few days for half an hour or an hour, I want you to answer these questions. And I want you to answer these same questions over and over again, over several days, if you're coming back to this over and over again. Because the more you do it, the deeper you will think about it, okay? So the first question is, what do I want? What do I want? And not just out of your career, what do you want? Does it have to do with your family? Does it have to do with yourself? Does it have to do with your career? Does it have to do with where you live? What do you want? I'll never forget the day that my husband asked me that question. We were standing in our kitchen. Amber, what do you want? I'll, I'll do anything. I'm just so tired of seeing you sad. The second question is, why? Why do I want that? What's my why here? Why do I want this? Why is this important to me? All right. The third one is, how can I get it? How do I get there? What do I need to do? Like, what is the ultimate thing that has to happen in order for me to get this thing? The next question is, who can help me? Vernon teachers, you can't make significant changes in your life by yourself. Not only is it harder It's way less fun. So who can help you? All right? Who can support you? And finally, what's your next step? If you have this thing that you want and you know why you want it, how the heck are you going to get there? Now, as you ask yourself these questions, and I don't just want you to ask yourself these questions in the car if you're driving or to yourself if you're walking right now, I want you to be intentional. Go to the show notes. Okay, go to burnedinteacher.com, click on podcast, it'll be episode 103. Write these questions down and just brain dump the crap out of your answers. Just dump everything down, okay? Once you do that, find somebody to talk to. And if you don't have anybody to talk to that will build you up and encourage you and support you, I want you to go to the Burned In Teacher Podcast Facebook community, okay? Go in there and post. Ask for help and share your answers with us if you're comfortable. 
go to facebook.com slash groups slash burned in teacher. And we want to hear from you. This is where the conversation happens. All right. Second of all, if you want help doing way more than what I just encourage you to do to move through the mistakes that you may be making that are contributing to your burnout and making it worse and keeping you stuck in that sentence, I want you to go to burnedinteacher.com slash waitlist. I will be opening the doors to the Burned In Teacher Mastermind at the end of April. And there's so much goodness to come even before I open the door. So I don't want you to miss a thing. So I want you to get on that wait list and get on my email list if you're not already so that we can work together to help you to gain some clarity and set some boundaries around these things that you want. Or even, heck, to help you gain some clarity in the first place and to decide what you even want. Okay, so go to burnedinteacher.com slash waitlist and you'll hear from me very soon. And listen, if you do nothing else with what I shared with you today, here's one thing you can do. Stop. Get quiet. Allow yourself at least one minute of silence a couple of times a day. Just stop. Take some deep breaths. All right, and I want you to take a deep breath now because you just took another step to becoming a burned-in teacher. Burn on. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of burned-in teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the burned in teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on.